We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. series this morning. But you, here's the thing about TMC. We do pop-ups around here. So you better show up at church in order to see what pops up. So we're starting a new series this morning. I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the, the title graphic for it um, so we can all get on the same page. It's going to be What's Your Butt? 2016, I preached a sermon on uh, this text. It was wash your butt. Um, I may re-preach that. I might warm that back up and reconstitute a few things in this series. But um, this series is going to be based around what's your butt. I want you to write that down because it's going to be a very important question that we're going to have to answer when we walk away from the series. Um, what is my, my butt? Our work today is going to come from, in the next few weeks, from 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. We'll start there. I think we only have two verses to read today, um, but uh, we're going to read all the way. To, we're going to get down to verse 18 throughout the course of this series. Um, so I want to make sure that you have that. If you're a good student, you're going to read ahead of me and study that. Um, so it won't be brand new information when you show up next Sunday. Amen. Look at your neighbor and ask them, what's your butt? Don't tell them what their butt is. Just ask them the question. Don't assume what their butt is. Just, just pose the question. Um, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1, NIV version. Shout at me when you get there. Ooh, I got one. I'll give you another second. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. <clears throat> I got two. Yes, three, four. I got to have the majority of the crowd, y'all. I can't move on. No child left behind. That is our mantra. No one <laughs> left behind here. Got it? Okay. More got it. Okay, we can push. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We're going to read two passages of scripture. All right. Now Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel. And she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Um, The author of 2 Kings introduces us to a man by the name of Naaman. Uh, His name means pleasantness. Not only was he the commander-in-chief of the Syrian army, uh, but the text says that he was a great man. 
He was admired. He was well-respected. And on top of that, it tells us that he was a valiant soldier. Um, and basically what a valiant soldier meant was that the boy could fight. After allowing us <clears throat> to, just for a moment, after allowing us to, to, to kind of fall in love uh, and be taken along by this impressive resume, everything comes to a screeching halt in the last sentence, in the last few words, where the writer says to us, but he had leprosy. Now, leprosy was uh, the most feared disease in the world at that time. Um, it started out just as a little white you know, spot on your, on your body, um, kind of like a rash. Um, but as time progressed and as the disease continued to progress, um, you, would, you would end up with open wounds on your body um, and your extremities would fall off and your face would become grotesque. Um, and it was thought to be contagious make matters worse. Um, and it was a 100% death rate because there was no cure. What I learned from reading Naaman's narrative and reading his, his story is that it only takes one but to derail everything. It only takes one but for every detail about you to be looked at in a different way. What I learned from, narratives, from, from Naaman's narrative is that the buts in our life are extremely powerful. Now, Naaman's butt was, was, was leprosy, and we, we understand the, the significance of that and how terrible that was. But So what are we going to get at in this series? And I've got a definition for you. You know them. I have one because I'm that kind of teacher. Write this down. But this is what it's going to mean for us. Anything in me that is contrary or conflicts with the greatness that God has ordained for my life. Anything in me that is contrary or conflicts with the greatness that God has ordained. I need for you to write this down. I'll give you two seconds. I'll give you four seconds because DeAndre's slow. Second Kings five one. I'm just laughing because someone's texting me. What's the text? <laughs> Anything in me, and I, I, I hate messing around and laughing with y'all because I get you off focus. Um, anything in me that is contrary or conflicts with the greatness that God has ordained for my life. Real quick, y'all, how does this apply to you? This is what, listen, we, we, I'm not going to do a whole lot of hoopla and running back and forth and sweating up here. I have a very clear message today and for, the, and, for, and for this series. How does this apply to you? What things in you tends to conflict and is contrary to your greatness? What things do you continually do that, 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 that always stand in the way of you being great? What buts about you are contrary to the person that God has called you to be? What buts are those? 
What's funny, we read Naaman's narrative, and everything that we heard was overshadowed by one butt. All it takes is one butt to overshadow your greatness. All it takes is, 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 is one butt to discredit the person you've been to me all of this time. All it takes is one butt to neutralize your effectiveness with a person. All it takes is one butt for you to lose your influence. Y'all not listening to me this morning. All it takes is one butt, shout one butt. How much better would you be if it wasn't for your butt? How much better would you be if it were not for your butt? Some of you could be in a relationship right now if it wasn't for your butt. Some of you could get that promotion on your job right now if it were not for your butt. You could fix this, this situation in your relationship, in your marriage right now if it were not for your butt. You could be living your dream right now if it were not for your butt. What is your butt? Because here's what I know. We can easily identify the butts in other people. Because you had issues with your father's butt. What kind of man could your father have been if it were not for his butts? How good of a mom could your mother have been if it were not for her butts? It is easy to identify the butts, and here's what blows me away. The same butts that destroyed your mother are the same butts that you are allowing to keep you from your dreams. The, the, the same butts that, that just ran through your family, that kept everybody in your family from being able to sustain, sustain the marriage, is the same butts that's destroying your marriage right now. What are your butts? Because all it takes is one butt, shout one butt, to derail everything. I've, I've been watching this thing with... Um, you don't have to watch football to probably know this guy, Antonio Brown. He is, he, he is, pro- he, 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 he is probably one of, the, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But he's out of a job because of a butt. Terrell Owens was one of the best wide receivers to ever do it. He couldn't find a job in the NFL, even though he was talented enough, even though he was one of the best, but because of a butt, nobody wanted to mess with him. There are people in your life that don't want to deal with you because of your butt. Oh, I love her to death, but he's an amazing husband, but oh, he treats me so well. He treats me like a queen, but the only question we're going to answer throughout this series is, what is your butt? Here's the awesome thing about being a pastor. I don't have that answer for you. 
oh, the pressure's not on me. I just got to give you what God gave me. You have to answer the question, what is your bar? And what I want you to do this morning is to be honest with yourself. Yes, I've tore up some stuff and derailed some stuff because of my butt. Not the one that you sit in, but the one that you metaphorically have. You've messed up some things because of your butt. So there's a few things I want to take from Naaman's narrative that I think can help us. Y'all ready? Let's get this first point. Let's go to verse 1. Now Naaman was the commander of the army. Excuse me. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Point number one, your butt is deadly. Say that with me. Your butt is deadly. Now, um, Naaman's butt leprosy was a very serious terminal disease. Um, there was a 100% death rate. And the issue that I found with this disease, it's funny you find an issue with a disease um, that's so serious, but it, it, it started out so small. It, it was just like a little bitty rash or like a little spot. And if I took notice of it, I could just, I could just cover that up. You know, I could, I could put on a long sleeve shirt in 100 degrees just, you know, because that, that's my style, you know. Just, but, 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 I, but, I could, but I could cover that up or I could explain that away. The problem was is that the longer you explain it away, the more it went unaddressed and the bigger the issue got. So by the time this thing was all over with, your butt was unavoidable. And people would stay away from you because of your butt. There are many of us sitting here right now having this conversation, and we've been explaining away and covering up our butt by blaming it on other people or the situations at hand. And the longer you explain it away, the more prominent the butt will become in your personality. I'm teaching so good right now. Y'all not getting this the more prominent it will become in your personality. And at some point in the relationship, people will prefer to stay away from you because I can't even stand to look at you because of your butt. The more we try to explain away our butt, the more we try to cover up our butt, the worse it's going to get. And at some point, you're not going to be able to avoid it. The people around you won't be able to avoid it, and everybody's going to see it. And the problem is you're going to be so grotesque to them and so disgusting to them as it relates to how you act with people. I would prefer to just stay away from you. I would prefer to just stay away from you. I would prefer to test me and my three, we going someplace else because I don't want to be here in this mess. Oh, gosh, there are people who love you. Listen to me. They love you, but they can't stand to look at you. They love you, but they can't stand. Because, listen, because of your butt. 
we keep covering it up. I mean, we've known that we, we, we have an issue with lust since we were a young boy, and, and we just keep covering it up, and we just keep, you know, dancing around it. But at some point, it's going to devour you. At some point, it's going to devour you. So now Naaman's, oh, this is good. So, so, so Naaman's butt ended in a physical death. But our butt ends in relational deaths. Because the respect that I once had for you is now dead because of your butt. The, the, oh, gosh, y'all, this is the, the, the tough thing about being a dad. It is easy for a father to mess everything up. I tell Cody this all the time. He's a new dad. It's easy for a father to mess everything up. Because right now, he's the influence. But if a buck gets in the way, now he becomes the enemy. Your butt is killing your relationships. You are sleeping in the bed with this person, and they would prefer to go sleep on a cot someplace else because of your butt. Your butt is killing the relationships that God has placed in your life. There, there, there was a day that whatever you said was golden. But now I can't even stand to hear you speak. There was a day I just worshiped the ground that you walked on, baby. I love you, but now I, this is going to sound bad, but I wish you weren't even here. What is your butt? It is at some point, listen to me, y'all, at some point, it is going to damage and destroy the relationship. Whether it be from parent to child, from sibling to sibling, from friend to friend, from spouse to spouse, from, from, in, in any relationship, from man to woman, whatever it is, at some point, your butt will get in the way of that relationship. What is your butt? Get number two. You know what's funny? A butt will cause me to stop giving you something that I freely gave you. I, it was just on the house with you. We just rock like that. We got down like that. But a butt gets in the way. And the love that I freely gave you, I will deny you because of a butt. Y'all, I want you to hear this and, and, and understand this. Listen, it, butts destroy relationships. And you cannot keep covering it up, acting as if it's not there. You cannot keep covering up and explaining it away. You have to deal with the butt and address it. Because the longer it goes unaddressed, the more prominent it will be in your personality. You see, you think you just act like that with me, and it's just you. You pull this out of me. No, that is who you are. <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm saying?
I'm saying. I wouldn't act like this if they wouldn't. No, that's not true. You would. Okay. Let's get to the second point. We are learning, you guys. Let's go to verse 2. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel. And she served Naaman's wife. <clears throat> she said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Point number two, your butt is obvious. <laughs> Say that with me. Your butt is obvious. Now, the text doesn't tell us what stage of leprosy Naaman had. We don't know how severe it was. Um, but what we do know, regardless of where he was, he was still able to function. Um, but leprosy was obvious. A little slave girl who has no relation to Naaman is in his house. She's there for a period of time. Um, and she goes to Naaman's wife and she says, um, he don't want to do something about that. <laughs> Miss Naaman, I, no, I mean no disrespect, but he, he don't, he don't want to fix that. And I, here's, this is where my mind goes when I'm reading scripture. I wish I was a fly on the wall for this conversation. Because I guarantee you Naaman's wife was like, either she said it or she thought it. Little girl, you don't think I see that? I've been living with this man all these years, and you don't think that I see that? But listen to me. It's leprosy. We can't do anything about it. We've talked to him a hundred times about this issue. We've tried to go get him some help for this issue, and nothing has changed. It continues to get worse. So I'm going to stop wasting my breath on this because we can't do anything about it. It just gets worse. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah, we see it. It's obvious to all of us. But what am I going to do about it? He tells me he can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it, so we just live with it. It is just because they stop saying something doesn't mean that your butt isn't obvious. Just because they stop saying something to you about it doesn't mean that your butt still isn't an issue. I just don't think he's going to do anything about it. Oh, he said that he, he told me he was committed to stopping to fix this thing. He wanted to get it fixed, and we was going to do whatever necessary. But nothing works, and I'm tired. I've prayed for him. We've prayed together. We've done everything that we know to do. Little girl, yes, I see it, but I can't do anything about this. So I'm just going to live with it. How, how many people in your life? have come to the conclusion, I just got to live with it. I'm hurting myself up here because I never want my wife to say about me, I just got to live with it. Mm. 
I don't want my children to say about their father, just got to live with it. Because we've all said something to him about it. He knows that all of us care, but it doesn't get any better. What do you want us to do, Pastor Wanzell? People in your life are so tired. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just oh, I, I can't do anything else about it. I don't have more words to put to it. I've, I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum, and nothing has changed. And to be quite honest with you, the older he gets, the worse he gets. I keep saying he, but it's a she sometimes. As time continues to progress, it just gets worse. And now I'm aggravated by the sight of it. Here's what's beautiful in the story. This little slave girl who has no name comes into the picture and she calls out the obvious that nobody else in his life would even talk about anymore. She says, "Uh, are we sure he don't want to do something about this? Because here's the thing, and this is such a blessing for this girl to be in this story. And this is, oh God, it is such a blessing for this little girl to be in his circle because you need people to have space to be able to speak to your butts. Because if she never spoke to name his butt, he'd have died. Oh gosh, y'all. If if, if things would have never changed if she never spoke up and said, that's a butt and we need to address it. You need people in your life who have the space to speak to your butts. Little girl, you don't know what you're talking about, but that's a but. Listen to me. Because she had the faith and the courage and the space, I, I, can't, I cannot stress that. She was, she was afforded the opportunity to speak. Um, um, my, my mistress, I, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I, but I think we can fix that. You need people in your life that can be true to you about who you are. This little girl doesn't even have a name and she saved this man's life. We don't even know who she is. But for some reason, she felt comfortable enough around her master to be able to speak her mind about what she saw as an issue for him. Sir, it's going to kill you one day. If if, if you don't stop this insecurity thing, it's going to destroy your family. If you don't get your lust under control, if you don't get your mouth under control, I promise you he's going to walk away. You need people in your life that can be honest with you. And here's the thing. He must have made her comfortable enough and and Miss Naming must have made her comfortable enough to be able to say, baby, you can say whatever you want. How many people have you shut down because they've been true to you? Now, here's what I'm not doing. (laughs) I need to say this because we're in this church. I'm not giving you a green card to go just be reckless with your mouth. But, But listen to her tone, my mistress. 
Listen to how she comes. She comes real low. She says, my mistress, I think I can help this. I noticed this about my master, and he's got a problem that I think can be fixed. But everybody in his life saw this train wreck coming, and they determined we can't do anything about it, doesn't need to say anything. But this little girl was different, and she saved this man's life. You need people in your life that can speak to your butt. It's a blessing and a curse. I got people, my family don't have a problem with telling me my bus. <laughs> we were riding the car the other day. It cracked me. I was passing the racetrack. I remember it specifically. Riding the car, and she, my wife turns to Tina and turns to me. She says, you do that all the time. What? Are you serious? Me? Moi? That's how I act? But listen, y'all. She's got space to speak to my butts. The challenge with that is that we tend to shut people down and, 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 get, and stay away from people who speaks to our butts too much. Because the thing is, you're talking to something that I know. So now I get angry because you keep bringing up stuff that I already know. Don't you think I know I got leprosy? Don't you think I see this? Don't you think it bothers me every single day that I have to deal with this? Don't you think it bothers me every single day that I don't have the confidence to get out of the bed? Don't you think it bothers me every single day that I got issues with anxiety? Don't you think it bothers me every single day that I'm depressed? Don't you think, don't you think I know this already? But then it shuts down the people in your life to say, you know what, I don't have space. You have to, oh, you have to have people in your circle that can speak to your butt. They have to have that space because it will save your life. It will save your relationship. It, listen to me. It will save you in your salvation. Okay. Let's get this third and final point. I understand <clears throat> that this whole butt thing is a very difficult topic. If you're honest, right? If this is just normal service to you, then this means nothing. But I feel like I need to tell somebody here today that you need to have a conversation with people in your circle to let them know not to give up on you. Don't quit on me. I know I mishandled you the last time you came and told me this, but don't quit on me. Because my life lies in the balance. Don't give up hope on me. Don't, don't, don't allow it to come to an abrupt end. Don't, don't, I'm giving you space again. I know I may have shut things down last time, but I'm giving you space again because it is necessary for my life. It is necessary for my spirit that I have somebody speaking to those butts that cheat me out of the greatness that God has for me. So please don't give up on me. Please make sure that you stay around me. Please make sure that you continue to speak to those spaces that I tend to ignore. Keep coming back at me when I come at you because I need it. And my life is on the line if you don't say it. You need these people 
your life that can speak to your bodies. I need you to keep speaking to me. I need you to keep talking to me. I need to hear when I wasn't right. I need to hear when I didn't handle it the right way. I need it. Because my life is on the line. These relationships that I have are on the line. And I need somebody there that understands that even though I see it, sometimes I just don't want to deal with it. Remind me. Look at your neighbor and say, don't give up on me. Verse number two. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel. And she said, she, she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Point number three, our final point for the day, is your butt can be healed. Say that with me. Your butt can be healed. Butts can feel so debilitating and inescapable. That you just that you just learn to live with it, you know. It 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 can be such a big task that even those around you just learn to live with it. What I love about this narrative is this slave girl. She has no name. She has no background that we know of. Um, she's to some degree in a demeaning position. And she walks into a situation that was impossible for everybody else. But she looks at it with such faith. She says, I know this, that this thing looks impossible for y'all, and I know that y'all been trying to fix this thing for so many years, and you haven't seen any progress, and, and it only seems like it's getting worse. But I just so happen to know a guy. I just so happen to know a guy, and, 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 and he's in Samaria. you, you got to listen to her words. She said he would heal him. Not that I think he can. If he would just go, he would heal him. I need to tell you today that that butt that overwhelms you, that butt that's destroying your relationships, that butt that keeps taking your confidence, that butt that just keeps you in fear, 
can and will be healed. Listen to the little girl, y'all. She said, if he would just go to Samaria, he will heal him. She said, with with certainty, he's going to heal him. But there's one stipulation. You've got to go and be healed on his turf and on his terms. If you would just go, if you would stop sitting in the waiting room and just go in, oh gosh, y'all. If you would just stop sitting there and stop waiting and stop playing with it, if you would just go, he will heal you. I wonder if there's anybody here today outside of myself that's sick of my butt. I'm sick of my butt getting in the way of my progress. I'm sick of my butt getting in the way of my greatness. I'm sick of my butt that keeps showing itself up at the wrong times and destroying my hopes and my dreams. I'm sick of it. Is there anybody else here that's sick of it? This little slave girl says, if you would just go, he'll heal you. And the question I have for you before I let you go today, are you willing to do it on on his turf? We're here. And by his terms. Are you willing to, 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 to consistently come to his turf and do it by his terms? Stand to your feet. I know that the text can be a bit misleading because she says go to the prophet in Samaria. But what this little girl was saying is, are, are, are you willing to take your butt to God? You've taken it to everybody else. You've taken it to social media. You've taken it to counselors. You've taken it to grandmama. You've taken it to the wise one in the family. You've, you've, you've taken it to your best friend. You've taken it to your mother. You've taken it to your father. And this little girl says, <laughs> are you willing to take your butt to God? Because if you do, he can fix it. Before I leave today and before we walk out of this place, I want to pray for you. Somebody help me with this. I think Shinto, you taught English in years in your past life, yes? Um, so if I say but, dot, 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 what does that mean? Everything before the but is negated. Keep playing. You got to keep it going. 
So if I so like comma, but we're gonna sit down and talk about this at some point. I should be doing this from the stage. I should have like got this done. So comma, but dot 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 means that everything before the comma or before the but is negated. Yeah. The beautiful thing about our story is that God is the author. And where we have put a but to negate the greatness that he's ordained for us, if we give him back the pen, he has the power to just write three more letters to negate what was before it. If you are willing to take your butt to God, it changes everything. That thing that your father couldn't get off his shoulders, it could be off your shoulders. That thing that just kept your mother bound and that, 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 that grabbed a hold of your sister and, and, that, and that kills your brother, that thing can, can, can be negated. Well, what is it? Are you willing to just stop sitting in the waiting room and get in? Both hands lifted, eyes closed. As I pray, begin to talk to your father about your butts. Father, in this moment, we surrender all of our butts, all of the butts about us. We fall out of agreement with anything that contradicts and is contrary to the greatness that you've ordained for us. We cast down anxiety, insecurity, depression, fear, a spirit of addiction, unforgiveness, envy, pride, Worry, lack of self-worth, lack of confidence, anger, a spirit of judgment, jealousy, a spirit of unhealthy comparison, lust, and a spirit of perversion. In this moment, God, we bring these butts to you so that you can set us free from the things that have kept us bound. Because God, right now, we want to walk in the destiny that you have for us. We want to receive the greatness that you have for us. We want the blessings that you've already ordained for us. We want to be the man that you've called us to be. We want to be the wife that you've called us to be. We want to be the employee. We want to be the leader that you've called us to be. So right now in this moment, God, we bring you every but about us so that you can rewrite the story. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.